Welcome to the Vet Church Podcast, where the stories are sacred. To learn more about Vet Church, visit www.vetchurch.com. Hey, Vet Church, how y'all doing? You're uh, here with myself and um, Dave Bottoms. And uh, Dave, you're a retired Army chaplain. Roger that. And um, I'm enjoying it. Dave actually went the whole twenty something years. Now you served as a Air Force chaplain too. Yeah. And you one realized is, one one rotation. You figured out that they were a bunch of pansies and just came over the <laughs> No. He won't say that. I I wouldn't no, I wouldn't say that. Now they have a different environment sometimes, but that's a whole different story. Well, I don't want to go down that road, really. They're still doing it, too. I mean, you know. We, they all, we all do what we're supposed do. to do. That's right. So, um. Well. Well. Not, okay, let's try. You know, people try to do what they're We try. Do. Yes, there we try, go. hopefully. So, uh, It's a fearful thing to betray your own conscience, so. All well, right, where are we going? So, okay, so I, I was just adjusting levels. So, so everybody, welcome live, um. Dave and I met at this place called Walter Reed. Now, one thing, Dave, one thing I like about you is that you were my senior. You actually supervised me on on the psych ward, I think. Okay. And um, you know, because because I was going through a class there, and they pushed you in a little different direction, something called clinical pastoral education, and you've done some of that, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Same okay. place. So same, same bat teacher. Okay. So um, awesome teacher actually. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Al. Couple Al, of them. Al Gales. Mm-hmm. Robert Leathers. Two two great guys. Yes. You, you know when they were great because they treated. They treated I, you like a human being. There you go. And you had a little rank. <laughs> they they treated you like a human, and it was really weird because, you know, my experience was um, I was just. 10 months out of Afghanistan or something like that yeah. when I came over and or 11 months something like that but people come to the chaplains with their problems they're bringing you all these problems 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 and here's two guys that are like hey we're not here to treat you like you got problems or well, you can take care of our problems or anything like that we're just here to treat you like regular people it's a course it's going to make you better it's going to sharpen some skills and uh, we're gonna file you down a little bit in some rough edges, but and they did that, and they did it with dignity. So it felt really good to me. And then DC was. So well, I want to qualify to treat you like a human being, right? Okay, so what that refers to is, you know, what is it? With kindness, with dignity, and recognizing that maybe you know there are reasons why you are where you are right now and and that was part of the mission anyway for any clinical work mm-hmm. so yes yeah. I mean we love these guys but let's face it too that was their job to do in mm-hmm. order for us to be able to express ourselves um, pastorally you have to access our, our human side first so and they were good at that they really were and that's a nice little bubble to have been in for a year well if it was still work your, I mean, I your experience like was, was different than mine, but... Well, of course. Right? Oh, yeah. of course, right. That's yeah, obvious. But in terms everybody. of, you know, I didn't get um, the kind of... Uh, I didn't have the kind of group that you did, I think. Anyway, But no, anyway, who did? That's true. All That's good true. good folks and different ways of looking at things. Well, you know, so we meet there. Yeah. And... Um, you're the guy that taught me the most about self-care in that period of time in my life. Okay. Well, you know the story I want to tell. I know you want to tell it. It doesn't make me look the best, but that's okay. It does. It does. Okay. All it, right. Y'all be We're the gonna, judge. Go ahead. Tell the story. I'll tell the story. You tell the story. It doesn't matter to me. So, so, I, I don't even rem- I barely remember it. I know so I have said that to Every day people. at lunch, so Dave was my supervisor, and every day at lunch... Um, like preceptor, probably. Him and, and, a, and a couple, yeah, well, yeah, however you put it. Yeah, you want the supervisor, supervisor, whatever. So much baggage. But uh, <laughs> there is a lot of baggage in that word. We ought to unpack that at some point. For everybody. Oh, not just right. us. Everybody. Go ahead. But there was, um, 
Randy Haycock, David Peters. We have to name names. And yourself. <laughs> no, no, no. These guys have all done stuff in Bell I don't know. I now, they've know. done They're stuff good in men. Church. They are. Men of God. And, and Dave Peters with the Episcopal Veterans Fellowship. Yes, yeah. And the new books he's written. He, he just wrote a book called Christ Walked Crushed. Yeah. Which is an incredible book. Um, and, and working th- through it That's now, his third so. book, right? Or? This is his third one. His first Wait, one. What was the second one? I, I can't remember that. I, I can't remember that. What was the title of that book? I have just haven't seen it that, that my copy for so long. <laughs> Dave, so Dave gave me his copy of this book a couple of years I mean, back. I've borrowed I'm it. A, I'm in a lot of transitions. I don't want to pick up a bunch of books anymore. You know? I've got two books. I've got these books for you in the car for you right now from Dave. What happened to my original copy? <laughs> I'm not talking about that. <laughs> It's a worthy book to pass on. I think I, thanks, think I Dave. did pass it on. David. Thanks, David. David. Father. Thank you, Father. Uh, Father. Hey, and, and if you're in Austin, David is, is in Pflugerville. If you're out Fort Hood, Not David's starting up an Episcopal church in Pflugerville. And, I mean, they're getting together and doing, like, little walks in the park for church on Sunday. I, good. Oh, and it's wow. awesome. It, mm-hmm. They go to a coffee shop. And they're just, it's, it's got like, the, that's, it's got a like warrior church or something. It's called Some, warrior kind of church. Yeah. What they do. Yeah, it's, well, cool. it's awesome too. I feel like a preacher here. I mean, no offense, Dave. That's an awesome thing. This is interviews about me, right? Not anybody else or any other. No, but. Because you got me, you got me in front of the camera. I don't even know what I look like. Well, I wanted, I'm not really that I happy, to but I want to get, let's get to figure out a way. Here you, we you had, have to be gentle. We had Randy, we David, <laughs> myself. And oh, you man, in your to, office. I'm going. I'm going to go. If I get to, Randy needs to come in July too. So July three for the national cathedral. Yeah, tour? that's what I'm talking. Yeah. about. Yeah, yeah. He led it last year. I believe it. And okay. um, we've got so many new leaders this year. My brothers from another mother. So, uh, yeah, I, yeah, man, it would be great to be all four of us. But we'd all sit in this room, and we'd have our lunch, and, and his guys will sit around and talk. And we had a lot in common. Mm-hmm. Although it, it, it's strange because what we really had in common, we've had a lot of grief, we had a lot of hurt, and we had this mission from God to care for other people, to love people. And, and that was really, then, then there's all this art stuff and we're all a little mm-hmm. like in art and stuff like that. So um, what, what blew me away was like at 12 o'clock every day, you would be like, okay guys, you gotta leave. Okay, no, no, hold on now, <laughs> right? You're a student where, you're, you know, you're hanging out. For some reason, you know, you want to, I don't know. I, I want to we, we be were with, get, the, I we be were with magnet, the big boys. There was some gravitational pull of the spirit, right, with, with yeah. regard to that. So so some folks are like, hey, dude, you know, can we come to your office to hang out for a little bit, which is cool, but, you know, I need a little me time. You know, I was the money guy and a, a huge fund. Over there, so yeah, you, there you, you go. It was, and so just I'm just pointing out how much it cost me being an introvert, you know, to ex expire that energy with you all during during those during your those lunch, moments, your lunch yeah. hour of all that, right? Yeah. So, but what I liked about it was you were the first person ahead of me in rank. Say, get out of my office! I'm gonna take a nap. <laughs> <laughs> That way well, you did, and you explained it. You was like, you said, "Listen, man, I, I work these late hours because I'm the funds guy." Right. Mm-hmm. And you were like, "Just yeah, listen." Yeah, yeah. Those poor folks. I had to make them come in on a Saturday once to count. To count. Not, not that doesn't talk about. It's all of us who had to come in on a Saturday to count because some we were like missing eight bucks. We eight found it. Dollars. <laughs> we found it. Wonderful. Well, it it it. But I hadn't seen it. I hadn't seen self-care modeled. And then it struck me that this is a guy who doesn't mind modeling what self-care looks like. All right. Well, okay. When was that? Because that really, I want to maybe get to the backstory of wherever I was at that particular moment. So that had to be after I was the money guy. Right, that must have been. I, I think yeah, you were during. I think it was during. Oh, during. Oh, right, during the time. Yeah, because okay, you, you, yes, that's right. Otherwise, was, what you, I just said a few minutes ago didn't make any you sense. You still had, you still okay. had floors that you were over. Then I will tell you and... my frame of mind and why a little bit. One, 
like anyone else, like anyone else maybe who's a part of, um, you know, the brotherhood, the sisterhood of the generation that we're both from um, as veterans. That was a rough period, I think, at least that's how we felt during that time period. It was particularly rough um, for me. And I had experienced an, a near-death experience that actually kind of saved my life. Um, at least life as I understand it in um, biblical terms. Ever-flowing eternal wells of, of water. So, so anyway. What, what was the... Oh. What was the... Uh, yeah, well, I guess, let me just go back a little bit. Not a ton, far, okay. but a little bit. Um. Man, so we, I did not know uh, Matt at the time, but I think, I guess we were in, in Germany at the same time and both in the 1ID, mm-hmm. right? And um, First Infantry Division, right. Big Red 1. Yeah. And uh, that was 2002 and 3 for you, maybe? In 3. One to three. Yeah, because okay. in 3 I came back. Okay. To this, and then... <clears throat> yeah. So my first assignment was, I don't know, 1998. In the Air Force. Got out of the Air Force, came to the Army. <clears throat> and uh, part of the reason, amongst, you know, I, I believe that I wanted to come into the Army was very personal on the top, is that I actually uh, got engaged to an Army officer. Um, and, uh, you know, we were to be married and we got married, and then, like, I came into the Army. So that was a part of the reason. Other ones, too, is that, you know, I had actually. Didn't want to be cooped up in a parish sort of model, you know. Um, wanted to be a little bit uh, elsewhere, but that was still secondary. I gotta say, love, you know, the the idea of having a a spouse, a wife would was good, and so that was part of it, and it worked for a while. Okay. Just a little while. Anyway, go ahead. And uh, so near death, right? So. <clears throat> My own personal near-death experience happened on a train, not down, well, who could count, but not the one that was enlightening in the way this one was, like downrange maybe. So, yeah, the train wreck thing. And prior to that, I was putting, being put through the ringer in my church. Oh, the church, yeah, yeah, the church. I was married, but to make a long story short, my diocesan mentor assigned by my bishop and only like real deep christian people might what's that deep christian tom hanks movie as good as it gets (laughs) right no (laughs) i know that's not a tom hanks movie right the tom hanks thing yeah okay i'm I'm, no no dude dude the um all the angels and demons angels and demons thing oh that, um, that little secret the mary as the um is that, the that thing I like a lot, and you're always like, oh. Dan Brown's books. Yeah, angels, Man, I don't not even angels know and demons. Why uh, I went down that road, but it probably because I was beginning to be a little uncomfortable with the conversation. Are you on camera too? Are they yeah. seeing both yeah, of yeah. us. Okay, good. I won't be alone. You're not alone. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, no, but it, it, it is because we're, it is uncomfortable. Yeah, I'm asking you to share with everybody out there. And, and we talked about, you know, like, David said to me, is there any, are we going to prep this thing out? I'm like, no, it's just going to, we kind of ad lib it. And it just flows because all it is is a conversation because you went through pain. Okay. In a loss of love. I, I, that yeah. My hope is this would be like a Joe Rogan experience interview. <laughs> maybe some of y'all can relate to that. All right, go ahead. I'm, I'm being funny. Ha ha. But, it's maybe not that funny. <laughs> well, I... <laughs> There is, um, it's My, a tough yeah. thing because yeah, it's because, a little new to me because you just said and, you yeah, were divorced. Yeah, and, and there's so many Christianity are like, well, you're a that? pastor. Yeah, you did say it. I did. And, okay, and ah, you said you were okay. Well, let, yeah, let's. I mean, I think married. there's so many of us who are in that club, probably more than not, and so we can celebrate the miracle on the other side of those who are not in that club and should be barred from attendance. But, yeah, I'm in the club. I mean, we had so many. What? You can look at Time Magazine articles about that kind of thing. Um, 
for my experience though it was it was actually yeah it, it was it was dually traumatic because the perp or whatever jody because jody was a senior priest in my diocese assigned to me so just think about the relationship theolo or ecclesiologically between let's say an exo and a staff officer it, right and jody is a reference right. to the person who takes off with your wife when you're not there yeah or tried yeah. Uh, but anyway so yeah that was rough because we're talking about a spiritual leader so to speak right now I knew things were going bad and I really don't want to get into all the details you know this is not the um, Oprah channel um, of how you know that Whoa. kind of fell apart but I do want to say it's, I will say this right I will say oh it is okay yeah, no, because I will it's, okay it's, I'll just go with it it's it's like everybody's got a story yeah and every story's sacred and every story's got gooey details gooey nasty details right. but how do you live on the other side of that that's so important. Ooh, that's how we. Dude. That's how we inspire hope. Yeah. That's how we encourage people. Yeah. It's it's not the fact like right. I, you know like the ins and outs of the thing. It, it was crappy as it is, and here okay. you are, a chaplain of many years by this point, and everybody's been bringing you their stuff. So it's not like you mm -hmm. all of a sudden you don't have your own stuff. Yeah. And in in, in a tribe of people, the, the United States yeah. Army at the time. I mean, in 2014, somebody told me the divorce rate was 80% for an E5 and below. Wow. So, like, this is going on all around us, and yeah. all of a sudden... Then it trick yeah, it trickles up to... To yeah, the, well, the whatever, chaplain, the, the spiritually... Chaplain. Like, people that... They would just people that you us. go to who are supposed to yeah. be able to give you advice about marriage. We're supposed to be able to help you. <laughs> right. And, what happens to chaplains? And, yes, yeah, thank you. Exactly. Yeah. And, so, um, yeah. And that was particularly crappy full. Right. So and, and, and because at that point we had, you know, we gosh, a person, in my opinion, at any given point, we try to build pillars in our life to to really strengthen us. Right. When and I, honestly, even, you know, it's just kind of the personality I am. When I thought about that particular time I was going through, I would think, man, so my marital pillar, my my. My, the deep core of one's um, society and union, all that stuff, with the rest of whatever, spiritually with, with God's people or just with other people in the universe, right? Where you have that person that you, you are mirrored by in a way, and, mm -hmm. you know, right? So that, you know, that was, it was definitely gone, right? And you know, I, I made sure of that. Right, because of this other thing that was creeping in, this this leader, this Christian sacramental leadership. So know? we talk a, yeah. a lot about people right. being betrayed by the church. Yes, I mean that's what that church yes. started because I even felt like I couldn't right. go back right. to church. Right, I want back bragging rights for that one. Yes, <laughs> that's how I feel about that particular topic. I want bragging rights for that one, but but at the same time, right, the scripture talks about if I were to speak the truth. I would be considered a betrayer of your people, right? Psalm seventy-two or three, right? Yeah, either one. If I if I if I spill my guts as one of the people of God, oh wow, you know, I'm well, spilling my guts, and then I'll be a betrayer of the people of God. Now that's pretty. Now, now I don't believe that. At I don't believe that, but that is something that right the psalmist is struggling with. Yeah. What do I do, right? Because there's some. Somewhere that I'm at odds with the people of God. Now, I'm not saying that I am in the true sense. I don't know whether, I mean, I, mean, I don't know. I think at that particular moment, that person who had the hot smirk for, for my bride at the time, um, you know, was a synagogue of Satan kind of person. But that's really not for me to decide about now or otherwise. We all have struggles. I'm not making an excuse for Jody. I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah. I'm it, trying to understand the whole thing. It amazes me that not only do you try to understand it, but you haven't left the church. I mean, you took me to a mission, right? What was that mission we went to? Oh, okay. No, I haven't. Yeah. The uh, Saint-Tibier del Bac. It's a it was, um, Jesuit. Say Jesuit mission. In case somebody wants to look this up. On the, um, uh, yeah, just south, south Arizona. The uh, San Xavier del Bac. Just if they you still go to have a Tucson, beautiful. You just scroll Baroque, down your yeah, map. Church. This building. this church is gorgeous. Yeah. People cooking pan outside. The like. 
It was, it was, inc- it's like, it's like, I felt like I was walking back in time. Yeah. And we put some pictures up. I put a couple of pictures up. And it's in the middle of the desert. But see, the thing is, like, I come to Tucson, and you say to me, I want to take you to this cool place, which, which says that my buddy Dave has went through some stuff. And, and people say, well, the church betrayed me. I could, I could, out from the outside, look in and say, well, the church betrayed you. There's a man in leadership, takes off with the most, and breaks up one of the most important relationships that an individual can have. Yeah. Seemingly. Which, you know, you know, negates any responsibility on the human part, the human part or the part of, you know, of both of people. There's two parties there, you know. And it, and it focuses like, well, God screwed me. Screw God. I'm not going back to church. And that's easy to okay. do. I could look at you All and right. say that. I could say okay. that and go. No, I appreciate I'm oh, glad you did man. say it like, in a way. Uh, like, Dave's been screwed here. Where is God? It's like it's like the psalmist in Psalm 88. All my friends have put me in a pit. I mean, you're off to war. Right. Yeah. Um. You know, yeah, war. Thank God I didn't. You know, it wasn't my vocation. I wasn't trained to kill anybody. Um, but, you know, uh, saw some things that really smelled some things that really were, you, you would never want to smell, you know. But you can identify, oh, yeah, that's, uh, you know, that's spinal fluid. Oh, that's the color of, you know, brain matter in this area versus, you know, this other thing that can come out of your body that has a particular particular thing. So saw, yeah, I saw some some awful things. But I, I do want to say, too, what, but before I go f- too far into that, uh, all you got to do is Google top 10 things to do for free in Tucson, and you're going to go to that cathedral. So, you know. Okay. That's, <laughs> yeah. There, you go. there right. we go. So there you go. No, no. Okay. No, I went to, I went to Mass for, for Easter, um, and I uh, couldn't really go to, you know, maybe the same group of folks that I've been attached to for the last 10 years, you know, Anglicans. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I just, Christ, Christ worked hard for me to be one of his little sheep. So, you know, I might've snuck into somebody else's pen, Rome, um, for, for mass, but I need the Lord's body. Um, so yes, I still believe in it as much as I can be a smart ass about why I took you to, to the, to the church out there. And it's beautiful and a Baroque, you know, type of Jesuit, uh, and, and a living congregation. But anyway. Yeah. All right, yes. Yeah, so, you didn't just, you didn't right. Just, you went through something. But see, horrible. that's the difficulty because that is where I also met, you know, my, my Savior, right? The, my introduction, um, at least amongst other people formally, was through, you know, through the church and, and, and that. And the army chaplaincy, but that's a whole different story. Not as a um, an adult, but as a kid, as a child, as a dependent uh, in the military. Because your dad's um, military. Too. Yeah, my dad's military, and so I went to chapel. That's the first time, you know, chapel associated ministries saved my soul um, in one way, shape, or form. You know, however you want to look at that. Um, but I, that's how I encountered Jesus. Um, but anyway, yeah, okay. So I. I was, um, when you know, you know, when you're given over to someone that they're going to be your mentor, well, that already tells you that they're a powerful person in the area where you wish to go into, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know. That's why we choose mentors yeah. who are better, oh, in yes, this area, right. in that area. Right. And this particular one was particularly good in the most important thing that I envision to be the experience. Um, at least ritually, and that it's just symbolic of everything, the Christian life, and that's, you know, the, the Lord's Supper, Holy Communion, Mass, you know, whichever. And that um, wasn't the first time, it wasn't the first priest that taught me how to do it, but there was, a, there was some time spent. And, okay, so, but let, let me just skip to the, the, a, a couple of things about that, because this is going to get boring fast for people, I think. But uh, one, when I... Um, the worst, the worst experience I had, I believe for, for me personally, downrange was in my first deployment into what, 2003 and four, right? Four and five, four and five, five. Uh, one, two, no, no, no. Yeah. Not the invasion. But anyway, um, 
you know, uh, I was I was staged in living quarters with medical folks um, that seemed to make the most sense in, in our particular area at, uh, in Beji, Iraq, up north, north of the Sunni Triangle. Uh, during the, you know, that right after the debathization of all the, you know, talented <laughs> Iraqi army officials, right? And so what did they do? They went to the uh, insurgents, right? So, um, and in April, early April, the worst experience I had was, um, you know, when um, we were, we heard that there was a you know, ambush, and then immediately um, our soldiers uh, from the one seven field artillery started coming in, um, and uh, went into the hospital, in, into the aid station, three three bed, maybe two at that point, three beds, right? And so we had. Uh, when I arrived there, um, I'm like, God, ah, you know, a couple body body bags, you know. And one of the things that, you know, chaplains know we're trained on is that one of the promises. And this is just not that particular time period or Army, Air Force, whatever. All of us, you know, there's that promise to to um, pray either for the family or the deceased. Um, then then and there. When when their bodies are there, because that's a that was, that's who they are, part of who they are, and the mystery of human existence. So, um, so I come up on this place, and of course, someone very important said, "Oh no, they're already gone. They're already gone. No, they weren't gone. There were two body bags, and um, and then back in the, on the bed, there was a you know a couple of other maybe some civilians, but also a soldier." And I didn't recognize uh, him at first, but it turns out to be um, the soldier that would come and borrow my vehicle just about every day to get back to his battery. He's a medic. And, you know, in the between times of him, sorry to bother you, sir. Um, and, hey, here are the keys. Go ahead, take it. They'll bring you back. Um, you know, we got to know each other. Found out this is a great guy. You know, loves... Loves his wife, loves his his, uh, his faith, his career, um, you know, and looking forward to going back to to see his wife and, and children, and child. But we kind of, you know, whatever. You get to know a soldier, and there, and and he was a Christian. He wanted to say, "Hey, chaplain," you know, and he gets to use my vehicle, and you know, here's here's someone who's going to listen to me. But I didn't realize at that time just how much of a badass this guy was, and. Then later on, and this had happened several times, we got to be, you know, buds, whatever, so to speak, and just uh, got to know each other. What? Like soldiers do. Who else are you going to talk to? Um, those that you're around and, and you go through the same things with. Well, he's, that's him. And I didn't realize it until, you know, I had to pull out his ID card and see who he was so that I could find out his faith so that I would honor him in a way that would be, you know, according to, you know, mm-hmm. what he would want. And... Um, it was him. I was like, oh, my God, Pete, Sergeant, you know, Sergeant Enos. Okay, this was a friend. And, okay, by the way, so, like, that was in 2004 and happened, and God bless their souls, you know. They died on Good Friday. Wow. So I had, to do, I had to do a memorial the next day, and then, of course, Easter. Well, you know, that's a big deal, right? Easter for Christians, it's huge, right? Thank you, Jesus, for coming back and from the dead. Um, but I don't even remember what happened that Easter. I don't even remember what happened that Good Friday, except what happened in that, you know, basically that aid station, maybe the talk beforehand. So, you know, I don't know, maybe like five years later, I'm sitting in church, Palm Sunday. And it's all during the middle of that experience, you know, me kind of back, working through things. They made me like class leader in our intermediate level, um, or big, you know, basic, not basic. C4. But yeah, that thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, but finally, you know, just kind of getting my bearings and finally back with, you know, my hopes for a family, um, a wife, you know. Who happened to be an army officer. <clears throat> That's all I'm going to say about that. Um, and uh, you said a lot about it. Have I, today? 
No way, not tonight. Right. Um, well, anyway, my uh, that particular that was an important relationship to me, friend-wise, you know. And then he died, and that affected just about everybody. And but I didn't really remember it <laughs> till that Palm Sunday, five years later, when I'm sitting there, and I, and here he is. So I cannot or... see anything, but yeah, yeah. you know, I, I right? Know I think yeah, I think a lot of a lot of people in our community do. They understand that, um, and that's still. I mean, that is the main point, but not the main point. When I experience that, I, you know, my choice is to talk about that experience with someone where it's going to be my supervisor um and when we say supervisor we mean like chaplain type teaching supervisor right yeah. not the person that you, by confidentiality yeah you're allowed to talk to yes them. yeah um Cause, cause we just talk that to person but i happen to call my priest at the time and that's jody the, and father that's, jody yeah. called father jody and of course i didn't i didn't know what the extent of you know jody's um, dip of his stick was at that moment, but whatever, it doesn't really matter. What mattered to me later on uh, was that at, when after I had that near death, did I even talk about that? The train wreck? No, my train wreck? There, oh, jeez. Yeah. yeah, so after that, then I realized near death. I said near death, right? My near death experience, said. right? A monk, but you know, who's counting? <laughs> right? All of us, right? Who's counting? Um, it just happened to be at home, whatever that is. Um, that was a tough time, and when I called folks to accountability, the head of the accountability, you know, staff, which would be a bishop, said, "Oh yeah, I know Father Father Jody and I. We've known each other for 17 years." I said, "Oh, I get you. I wasn't so born yesterday." Was, nothing was gonna happen. Roger that. Roger that. Actually, nothing more than what I requested, because I believe, you know, it's his, it's his church, his organization. He's gonna you know, whatever, um, be rewarded or burned for however he mistreated it. So I was like, oh, you know, I just don't want this um, person to be on in leadership positions. And, you know, what you decide after that, whatever. And, then, you know, that's, that's his prerogative. That is his prerogative. Um, I just know that, holy, I'm, in, I'm the one in danger. So get this. I, I don't tell you this. I consulted an ecclesiastical attorney, a canon lawyer, oh, about my safety that. In, the, in, that, in that parish because I had just recently moved from one particular ecclesiastical tradition to, to this one. And um, I, I, yeah, I, I was new. So new. He's the new guy. I was the new kid. Um, easy pickings, as they say, right? Um, and, and in a sense I was, and this is tough, you know, I'm going to say this is tough for, you know, for any man to admit, but when you, when you see the things that we kind of alluded to and I talked to directly, that just, you know, that just pulls your, pulls your soul out at you bit by bit, you know, and so you need some help to pull it back in. Um, so, so I was exhausted. I knew there was something going on, and, you know, honestly, maybe there had been some signs before in previous friendships of some of the ways in which my, you know, then-wife, whatever, wanted to grow <laughs> or not. Um, you know, I don't want to blame this person particularly, but while, while I was um, back, you know, I didn't really have the resources to, at least at that point, figure out how to put my marriage back together. I didn't know. All right, so then I had that near-death experience. Right? Is that what you were getting at? Sunday goes. Huh? Sunday goes. The Sunday where you're sitting. Palm oh, Sunday right. Thank goes. you. Thank you. So, yeah. So and then I'm, I'm the person, and that was just to illustrate one. The, you know, here here is the most important thing for, you know, a Christian chaplain is however way they you know enact their relationship with Jesus, um, whether it's through you know intellectually by being really really familiar with the Bible and all the teachings thereof, or sitting listening to the drama of his um, entrance into in that case uh, Jerusalem, headed towards his betrayal. <laughs> um, 
you know, right? <laughs> right. And I couldn't, yeah, but I couldn't get him out of my head. You know, it's like, and that was really disturbing. I did. And I talked to this, this is, you know, I talked to my chaplain, <laughs> right? My, my father in, in Christ for that. And uh, so that was the, that was, that to me was the huge cut in, a, in, in addition on an equal plane. You mean cut? What do you mean by that? Um, oh, right. The pillars. I talked about the pillars, right? Maybe we should edit this later because there's a lot bouncing around. But the first one is your married life. The mar- the thing that in defines a person is their their social connection around them, and the deepest social connection you can you can have is the you know definitely the person that you're uh, you that you bang each other and you get to love each other and maybe you know you have you build a family unit together um, that is um, that includes procreation. Maybe not. You know, whatever. You are mirrored, mirrored by this other person, you know, um, that was taken, right? And the other thing, too, to get back at, these are important people in your spiritual life, which is another pillar, you know, that was kind of taken. So that, those were taken Well, I, at I that, think, for me. I think to, like, just to, like, I, I, don't, I don't think we bounced around too much, but okay, just to make cool. sure we didn't. We talk, you, we started talking about these pillars, how they're important to you. Yeah. You're looking at things. And we're talking about pain. Yeah. And I said, I'm you do great self care and I'm in awe that you never walked away from the church. You know? Mm. And, and I and I have been in awe. Yeah. Because your self care when the people that were supposed to you know, when you talked about the sergeant you lost down range and then he comes back to you five years while you're sitting there getting ready for Easter. Yeah. And, and he comes, like, right there to you. And then the person you go to, to to get care for, because it's freaking you out, because cause that's, that does freak us out a little bit across it's the board. pretty freaky to me. And Doesn't happen very much anymore, thank God. <laughs> and um, the strange thing is, the person you go to get care is the Jody. The right, yeah, that's, that's And so yeah. there's no, there's no, you know, there's no succinct way of getting to that. Well, I have a question. Yeah. Um, I would soon, yeah, I just, I'd, I'd figure it out and confirm it with, you know, a couple of clever, how to find out information in computers that you own. <laughs> so I'm just put it that way. Yeah, but no, it, I don't know. But you trusted Well, okay, so not only that, but, you know, we're talking about, um, you know, we're talking about a grown-ass Christian woman, <laughs> right, who made a vow an army officer. So at the same time, though, let's 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 think about this, though. Someone who had also deployed, who had also had people that died that they knew. Now, definitely, so she's going through it too. Okay, so let's yeah. To be fair, and oh by the way, is I was pretty sure dealing with um, probably having had uh, inappropriate advances from you know an, uh, a senior a senior leader that they had to work for, right? And, and dealing with that, right? So just to be fair, right? I'm not excusing any bullshit that you, had, you, that you break the vow that you make before God, True. right? But to be fair, right? To be fair and to be human and not to be consumed by, by hate. This is the, this person, this woman, during my second deployment was looking for a spiritual harbor too oh, yeah. and found it there. <laughs> Found it with this predator, yeah. who was her c- confessor. You know, it's a big deal. You know, if you're it's if you're a, a Catholic, deal. right? It's huge. Not, no offense against the Protestant way, because I'm you know just Anglican, but you know one's confessor. This is the deepest yeah, vulnerability yeah. that you can share with anyone. So um, while I'm you know not, definitely not as difficult to deploy in my second go round, still. You know, a couple like many of you, and this is like nothing compared to some of the some of what you all have experienced in terms of rotations. But during that time, there was you know counseling and mentorship and confession and you know a lot of things that uh, I think built the you know the the inordinate affection, as we would say in our you know parlance of theological subtlety. Basically, what he said. 
way of saying dude, yeah. dude was wrong, you know, and um, and it broke up the marriage, which, like, but like I said, we don't want to get into that per se. Is right. like, how do you break down details? Because yeah. that doesn't matter the, yeah. as much as what matters is you're still alive. Yeah, and, and and it's weird because like you have this near death experience, and and you deal. I mean, you deal with stuff too, man. Just like the rest of us, and it takes you down, and you come back up, yeah. and it stirs you up. Yeah. But talk yeah. to us about like why the this particular like there were other right. times that you right. almost yeah. died, right? But True. if you want to share that point and like, I mean, thank you. That's good. Um, yeah. I don't want to get into the boring details of it. <laughs> but basically, to make a long story short, if you're interested at all in looking it up, you can like Google three minutes to Fort Totten, right? Washington Post. The, the story's there. Um, but basically, the first, to make a long story short, the first day of my, of my time on staff prior to really meeting you, um, the first day uh, I was in this train wreck, right? After my educational time there in D.C., to coming on staff. I was in, a, in the worst train wreck in the history of DC. Right. So, in, and I was in the front car, and there was a, obviously the car that we ran into, there was a general in that front car with me, I didn't know. To make a long story short, about 10 people died, you know, and, but I was in this, the place where it's amazing that I didn't die or the rest of us in the car didn't die, right? So my near-death experience, though, was also um, uh, because you obviously because you can read it in the paper. Got caught up in the press, right? Um, and this was again in the midst of my having already known for months that you know there was this affection between um, my my ex and and, and uh, uh, Father Jody um, in Charlottesville, Virginia, um, <coughs> and so. I'm like, I'm just kind of like a zombie because nothing's working for me. I'm like, confrontation, right? Arguments, right? Like, like, don't you realize this person's a snake in the grass? Bing, you know, it's not working. right? That doesn't work. Uh, oh, you know, or I'm, I'm getting. Uh, you're try, or, so you're the, trying to I'm save. Trying, you're trying, trying to save. You know, I'm marriage. doing or, or going the counseling chaplain route. You know, you know, I'm really uh, disturbed by the lack of boundaries between me and my mentor because we used to hang out way too much, right? Um, you know, probably drinking way too much. I wasn't comfortable with that. Um, yeah, so oh, it wasn't a lack of trying. Guys, you guys were like hanging there was out drinking too. Dude, hanging out, yeah, yeah. That's the oh, weird, yeah. that was, because, you know, again, here's supposed to be my, whatever, friend and mentor, and whatever. I'm not going to get into the difficulties that that person has. Um, but all I'm going to say is that it, it was a, a tough time, and what were, But the, 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 the near-death yeah. experience The near-death experience, you. that's what woke me up out of that, and so that's what I was going through even at the same time, and the near-death experience... Um, Oh, dude, this is probably why I'm, I didn't even want to do an interview with you. I got before, you know, I had to go before. Um, the day it happened, they called my, like, I was on the bus with the other hero who, like, was smarter than me, and you can barely see him in the whole newspaper thing. Um, uh, we stayed on that train like soldiers do, and help tried to do our best to those who were suffering because we um yeah i'm gonna backtrack we some big huge muscle-bound guy who was stuck in the car with me busted out the window and then a an employee from the um whatever the dc train what do they call it? Metro. Okay, yeah they come in and said y'all gotta leave the car now and so most every, everybody leaves except me and this um um i think he's a army doc right and um because people are dying <laughs> they're screaming um and yeah so it's a it was a very um it was a story that illustrated what we do as as chaplains and it caught people's attention um at least for you know 15 minutes um but for me it 
told me a story that now I, I was a little more in public than I wanted to be, and I didn't want to be there. Well, and it stirred up stuff. Yeah. It, it re-stirred up a war I'll, that you yeah. had just got back. The how, war. How, how far, how long had you been back from Iraq? Gosh, maybe like eight months or something. No, yeah, I think eight months. Who knows? I, um, I, I know the dates exactly. My return to go to um, our captain's career course was in, uh, you know, 08. Well, they can look that up online right? if they want to. Yeah, who cares about that? But, but it, what what, the important thing is... I don't is, know, a year or two. <laughs> it brings... I mean, like one of the main things that's important is now that, that like, I'm giving you the opportunity to just... Yeah, I'm like, I feel like... Expose just, yourself for a minute. Yeah, I want to talk over there, and I want to put it together in a decent um, fashion to be understood. But I really want to put it together in this fashion. Okay. That you are still alive. You were able to finish a military career. Yeah. No, I'm. Yeah, like you and I have been friends for a while. You know, claws in the desk to try to get through the last few years. But it's hard because it felt like there were there were times when it felt like it wasn't going to end. Yeah, sure. And you stuck to it, and you didn't give up on yourself. Okay, came close, but But you didn't. But you didn't. And you still had friends along the way to help me not do that. Talk to me about that. (laughs) <laughs> no, no, talk to me about the friends. Why are friends important? Like, you know, I'm trying to do this thing. This vet, and you've been with vet church since it started. You've been watching this deal, yeah, grow as my friend. But so many people are alone, and, and post traumatic stress lets you stay alone. And you're an introvert, so you, so you don't mind staying alone. I love it. But you also talk about friends. Yeah, I know friends are important. I don't know when you when you make like the dumbest impulsive uh, mistake of the quarter, um, but it's like it means a lot. It's nice to be able to call somebody and say, "Oh man, I really, I really messed up." <laughs> That's what I said, dude. Let me tell you why. You know, just just listen for a minute because you know uh, I'm an army officer. Well, this is. I'm Back an army officer, yeah. right? <laughs> right? Yeah. I, that's not what you're saying. You don't say that, but you're no. like, I have no one else to talk to about it, so I'm going to call these guys, and I can, you know, name the guys, and they were, we deal, even talked about them at the beginning, you know, yeah. right? Um, and I, I, you know, I'd throw you in there now, um, and uh, but yeah, so it's those are the those are the friends you need because you're not always like that, at least not me. I'm not always like that, um, but. There are times when you get like that, and, you, and but see, that doesn't define every minute because now I can have a great time afterwards because I got through those times, right? So, That's but true. anyway, I don't want to be a commercial. We all know this, but it's really, it's really true. I'm not, you got to, you know, you got to reach out to somebody who's going to say, hey, yeah, I don't know. I don't well, sometimes you we have all to, screw up like that sometimes. We have to get Maybe not as big as you did, through. you know, but we have to get through, though. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and sometimes you need somebody else to help you get through, and that's what going, friends are about. This crap that I'm going through right now is is unique. Nobody knows anything about it, and it sucks. Mm-hmm. But you can still have a friend who doesn't know anything about it and help you through it. Yeah, I mean, if whatever. they're a real friend. lucky and blessed for me, like the friends that I would call. Like are also trained in what to say and not to say, and then when they try to like pull some training on you, you can like Sorry. say, "Really, dude?" <laughs> well, anyway, well, no, but that's let, true. okay. Let's that's not a, bore. Let's thing. not. What? You know yeah, you know, and so yeah, and that's really, I didn't. Um, man, that helped. That helped save my life, and um, in a sense, these you know these guys keep me tied. <laughs> uh, in in a way that I'd be I'd be tied to the church anyway. Look, I mean that's how my identity is as a minister, a priest, whatever. Um, that's important for us. You know, I mean, you've ta- I've heard oh, you yeah. say some things that exactly show how important that is to you. Um, not because of you, not because oh, I'm great, but because it's just like it's a it's a it's a calling. What is calling? Right. 
and everybody and, has one, but there's something about being called to follow specifically in the footsteps of Christ, um, Jesus. So, um, but anyway. Well, it's like, I'm, yeah. you know, I'm out there playing that music and there's yeah. times when I just want to leave it. I bet, I, when I, I want to leave the whole thing of Bet Church and right? be like, I'm not going to do any more interviews. Screw everybody mm-hmm. else. I'm going to go back to Florida, mm-hmm. buy myself a new Xbox, and um, play Red Dead. And, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Play my guitar, smoke my uh, medical marijuana. Okay. And the rest of the world can just yeah. go ahead. Let it all fall apart or whatever. But you can, but, yeah. But there's something about it I can't. Yeah. I find myself. Well, yeah, definitely you. Completed by you can't. being here. <laughs> it's okay, you know, it's fine. You know, you do you. Well, I've enjoyed watching you play Red Dead last night. Oh, that was, I like that. man. Yeah, what? you know, video games have come a long way too. Yeah, it's a right. Well, you know, so we were talking about this too because when I first um, I started playing World of Warcraft, mm. and my buddy Jeremy called me up and he said, "Hey, man." I can't, you know, I can't run and stuff like I used to, so I started playing these video games. Because I can run in the video game. I can I can be tough again in the video game. I can be a warrior. And so I started playing World of Warcraft with him. And he'd be on his side. We ended up looking at the same screen, but he's on his side of the country in Florida, and I'm in Texas at Fort Hood and in Fort Knox. And, you know. and, um, and we play this game together. And it helped me. Now, the weird thing was, I've met people along the way that, that all the, when they start playing games like that, they quit working, they quit going to school, right. they quit taking care of the relationships yeah. that matter, and you know, yeah. And and I, that was I think that's the when case. it becomes like a problem. That's a problem. Yeah. But otherwise, it was good for me. And you know, I think you even said something to me about taking some time and having fun every once in a while, because <laughs> I would rather just. I don't know if I would rather, but I find myself trapped in this idea of like, I'm not dead. So now I've got to work, 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 work all the time. And I really don't. I mean, I have worked. I have a, a retirement. I still go out and play. I'm playing. A sh- shoot, I got three shows, three days of shows lined up this weekend. And the next week I got one and maybe two. But, you know, I'm, I'll be working. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start busking again because I'm just... I just need to play more. <laughs> Big difference between busking and begging. There is. Yeah, yeah, that's a great, that's a good way of looking at it. Um, the difference between busking and begging. You're not begging. No. I never um, Busking, you earn it, mm-hmm. right? Well, and, and... You put and, something out there and you're like, you know, and, and like, hear my song. People have helped get down the road. Like, this stuff ain't free. I mean, it, you know, it's just I don't even not, know what that is. It looks like a... Like transponder it's, it's from really the 1990s cool. of Star Trek. Probably going to say Back to the Future. No. Um, but I, I find myself sometimes consumed by the idea of like 22 a day. What can you do? What can you do? What can you do? What can you do? Well, you, you can't save anybody. I can't save anybody. But what I can do is I can come alongside of a couple of people as they save themselves, and hopefully they'll reach out to the next person because I can't be everywhere at once. I can't do everything. And sometimes I need to come to a buddy's house and sit for a day or two. And, uh, and you know, and plans changed. Yeah. Like they sometimes do. And um, nothing wrong with that. I mean, that's the beauty of plans. They'll change. <laughs> you know, um... But I, you know, I, I wanted to ask you that stuff because there's a, I mean, the, it seems like the bulk of the people that I know now have been divorced. The bulk of the people my age, my friends. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I tell them, Kate and I have been together 21 years. And I'm like, what? You know, y'all ain't ugly. <laughs> like... <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Like they're like they're just like, how did you stay together? And then and it's more like, how was she still with you? Because you're a little nutty. But it, we we've been together, and mm-hmm. um, and but then the most of my friends 
and went through divorce. And so this is huge thing because like I've sat with so many people that have been divorced, and I don't know how to tell them. It's okay. <laughs> that, oh, yeah, yeah, I mean, from from out of my own experience, oh, no, no, I can't no. say that from my own experience. Oh, why? Yeah. I mean, it, it, I never thought would, I would be someone who could, but I, I can, and uh, um, but I don't think anyone who ever went into you know um, that state of matrimony expected themselves to be the person. But let's be honest, there's a, it's like now a ton, right? And it's it's not. It is difficult to be, you know, um, yeah, you know, sarcastic or whatever about it. And, um, but it's it's huge in the sense that uh, wh- whatever you know, whatever one believes about you know the ability that you have to stick it through, um, you know, when you are closely attached to a person with a set of you know with a set of particular reasons. Or you know uh, deal breakers, you know here's how here's how it's gonna work, you know. And when you're mm-hmm. particularly when you're like a um, you know when, when the homeostasis when you're, of every group, right? Yeah, I mean it's like universal, but at the same time, um, it has like this spiritual meaning for 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 Christians. You know, it means it has everything to do with you know what happens on a Sunday and what happens at the end of time. Right? So you know it, it has a certain imprint for a lot of us. Um, and uh, that was that's tough when it when it ends if it ends you know one because even though you know you know if you want to talk about spiritual people Christians there are there's plenty of metaphors for it and allotments for it but at the same time it's you know the the group of Christians organized folks really haven't caught up to caught up to you know the, sort of the diversity of messages about that and well, used it in a way yeah. that um, I don't know was either um, caring tolerable or you know I can just go down the road and find another way you know? well I think that's what happens a lot of that times. is what happens it's okay. You know, I've talked I really, I I talk to a lot of people who consider themselves recovering Christians. Yeah. Right. Or, or, or people that are like, I, I can't. Yeah. I can't. I, like, Roger. there's people in vet church who've told me, I will never go to another church. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm going to go to this vet church yeah. thing as long as you do it, but after right, that, I'm right. done. And yeah. I'm thinking to myself, well, now I've got to do it forever. And But that ain't the truth either. And, you know, there's going to be an exit strategy here. One day, I don't know when, but I'm not gonna live forever. Oh, right. Yeah. So, I sure. mean, in the in the thing is like, how do we serve one another? How do we care for one another? Does Christ, does Christ really, is Christ really seen in me? I saw this crazy. I mean, this. I'm in this crazy group on Facebook, and I don't know what it's called. Something about Rogue Jesus or something. It's, it's crazy group, right? <laughs> Rogue, and, uh, Jesus. Rogue Jesus. It's got crazy crap. In Good for them, man. And, um, Probably a bunch of kids, you know, who stuff, wish they knew people like us. It's, it's, it makes me love. No, I didn't, man. Some of it's pretty crazy. <laughs> and um, the picture I saw recently, maybe today, had this old Amish guy in a. I'm, and, I'm getting there. I'm you know, I'm, I'm trying myself. I'm going back. <laughs> Three days in, what do you think? So, uh, and so this, this old guy says, uh, this, somebody walks up to him and says, are you a Christian? He says, I don't know. Ask my neighbor. <laughs> now, now, there's something about this, right? Because, like, because I think to myself, Man, most people that I know that consider themselves Christians, I'm not sure their neighbors would consider them Christians. Like, what have you done for your neighbor? How have you served your neighbor? Have you been kind to your neighbor? Have you given the nod when you walk by? A good, what do we call it? When we were, I was young and enlisted, they said you had to always say the greeting of the day. Whatever the greeting of the day was. And it like, you know, good mornings, good afternoon. Right, I don't, yeah. Sir, sergeant, whatever. I think I think that little meme was uh it was on to something there. 
because sometimes when I think about Christianity, I think these are the people that, that I least want to be around. I remember I, I went to a Baptist church in South Florida or Central Florida or something, and I, I man, I like want to throw up beforehand, you know, like I get these panic attacks. You, you know about that. Most of y'all do too. And um, it freaked me out, man. I went to a Baptist church and played music and talked about vet church and why I cared about and how I think that this 22 a day crap that's going on is, um, well, like I, you, I don't think the answer's in the pill and I don't think the VA's gonna fix it and whatever politician wants to sign whatever bill, I don't think that's gonna fix it. I think it has, I think love is the only thing that, that answers 22 a day. And I think love has to show up in person. It's not a phone call. It's not some distant relationship. Now I'm on a, I'm on a soapbox and you gotta, you know, oh, do I need inter- interrupt? something. Stop me. Okay, Slow I'll me stop. Down. I'll, okay, I'll stop. <laughs> I'm, you know, I don't share your perspective or passion, but I believe in like what you do, um, and so I can be I can be a part of that. But you know, if you're gonna like, what did I do? I just quit. I had this like really great paying job, right? And 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 it was like on my terms in terms of time. Um, and that was I want to think I quit a month ago, right? I mean, it was it's pretty like you know weird kind of job. But at the same time, it was like really sexy um, for a chaplain, yeah, whatever that means. It could be kind of really. But, and you just retired too. Yeah, and you went yeah, from retirement yeah. straight into this. But it was thing. well, yeah. Yeah, pretty much, and uh, they waited for me for months, and um, but long story short, it's not like I wanted to go and work in a church or go volunteer at the VA just yet. I mean, that is appealing to me, but that's what I was doing. I was making, you know, I, w- I jumped into a job, and there's nothing wrong with that for certain people, as long as you're, you know, like facing some of the things that, that's kind of rough about coming into a different way of life. That's it. You don't need to play it too big, but I'm not running around doing what you're doing. Like when I was when I towards the end of my like um, time mm-hmm. active, you know, I really do that last assignment. Like I want to put, I was showing Kate put my claws in the desk, you know, and just 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 brace for every 06 type of wind that would come your way, you know. And I had some great ones, and some ones that were not so great. Um, and it had nothing to do with necessarily those 06s, those commands, but just the way it is. Just well, the way it is. Steve. Right? I was only a chaplain there. for five years, and you did. Stop, shut up. That's not what I'm getting at. What I'm saying is is that you you know, you know, came by. with a, Don't even talk about your expectation of what you thought you were going to see. <laughs> but you came by, and you're like, oh, man, Dave, dude, you're having a, a little rough. Um and remember, I'm not doing I that. that okay, no, and that's not that. what I'm doing. I have my own little thing, and I'm not. That's not what I want to talk about. But what I want to say is, I'm glad you're doing it. And if I can, like, hey, come over, hang out with me for a little bit, you know, take a break, I get to be a little bit of a part of that. So that's what that's what I'm getting at. That's yeah. really, you know, I, I appreciate. Well, I, and I, I appreciate you, you saying know. that. I mean, it's like, you know, sometimes I think ministry is about the people that you don't know but sometimes ministry is really about people that you do know like how do you love the people you know yeah 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 well I think you can't assume like if you had just assumed that Dave was doing okay he's close to retirement doing great I don't need to stop by and see him he's not going to be struggling at all you know he's a believer well, and it's it. And, you know, and, yeah. and when I looked at you, and you know, I still look at you, and I, and, and I think a lot of folks do this. We look at and we, you know, we all see what we want to see. And oh, I, right. And I do. I want to see the guy that, man, like, you have no problem seeing potential pitfalls and, and analyzing oh, certain right. things, and it's incredible. And I'm like, Holy cow, you know, and you've done well with your money. You've thought you mean things Betty through. Buzzkill? Well, 
but, but and I love it. I love your you, you know your family. Um, you yeah. Care for your well, that's, family. that really is important Introduce to me. Introducing me to yeah. your brother. Right. That was right. big yeah. stuff. Like sure. you know, my brother's a, one of my big relationships in my life, and, and you introduced me to your brother this time. And I met your dad and your mom, and having lost my mom, that was big. And then your mom's like, "I'm gonna cook for you." And right. Yeah. Man, your mom can cook too. Um. And uh, then you watched my dogs. Oh, that was great. Okay, so are we, are we ready to close up this? Let's do it. Let's, um, <laughs> hey, let's do this. Thank you for joining us for this Vet Church podcast. To learn more about Vet Church, visit www.vetchurch.com.